help get your younger team members more charged up and involved in key initiatives. They have a lot of energy, don't you? I mean, millennials have a lot of energy, (laughs) (laughs) a lot of ideas. And rather than fighting that, successful bakeries are embracing it and they're looking at ways to leverage it. Welcome to Sense Sliced Bread. I'm your host, Charlotte Atchley, Senior Editor of Baking and Snack. In Season 4, we've heard from bakers who are trying different strategies and business models to attract and retain workers. We've heard from professors at Kansas State University who are preparing the next wave of bakers. And we've also discovered how the American Society of Baking has responded to the insights gained from the Workforce Gap study over the past four years. Today, we revisit our conversation with Marjorie Helmer, president of Cypress Research, which conducted that study. In the first part of our conversation, she detailed the findings of that research and how the pandemic might be affecting the workforce issue. Today, we'll jump back into the conversation and hear from Marjorie about some best practices you can apply to your own companies to attract and retain employees. So you've given me a couple small little bits of hope throughout this conversation, (laughs) but overall, the numbers feel pretty dismal. Let's, Let's talk about what are some ways bakers can successfully or are successfully attracting and retaining employees? <laughs> I know. I don't want to make it sound like it's all doom and gloom because it certainly is not. I mean, there are so many baking companies with successful practices to attract, train, and keep quality employees. Your entire last pod season, Charlotte, was in my mind, an invaluable exercise in great industry case studies that model ways bakeries have put their employees in communities first when responding to the pandemic. I, I guess the silver lining to this, this time is the priority mm-hmm. that's given to appreciating that we're all people and we need to care for one another, whether it's in the form of us as just human beings or employees or customers or members of a community. Right. Um, and, promoting amazing stories like these, in my mind, outside the baking industry is one great way to attract people into careers in baking. But aside from these extraordinary times, when I think about some of the other great approaches used by bakeries, the key is there's no single magic bullet that's used. It's it's really a host of strategies and programs that these bakeries are using. That's always the case, isn't it? Right, Exactly. <laughs> Um, let me first say that money makes a difference. Uh, I remember in 2016 when I listened to HR professionals tell me about their recruitment and retention struggles at baking companies, I heard cases time and again where they simply weren't able to get, or in some cases, keep top quality talent because they couldn't offer truly competitive wages. So yes, money is important. Uh, But it's not just about the money. Straight out of the gate, most successful bakeries are providing a solid onboarding program. And they're giving that very thorough upfront experience. They They don't just show new employees around the facility and then put them in their job position. Um, they make sure new workers get a thorough 
positive first impression of their company's culture, of the people, and the company processes, so that when they do get into their positions, they have a sense of where they fit within the broader organization. Right, right. They also partner up the new recruit with a coworker ambassador in some cases, you know, who can introduce them to other team members, as I had mentioned earlier, and support the new recruit and continually check in with them through that initial 30, 60, 90 day period or so. And these onboarding processes, they're also helping make sure to provide details to the new team member about performance expectations and show them career path opportunities within the organization. This is one of the first vital steps in attracting and developing a loyal team within your company. We've already talked about a little bit about the importance of and a greater need in providing ongoing and meaningful training that teaches employees the skills that they need to succeed in a manufacturing environment. And I, I don't think I can overstate its importance. And remember, this includes more than just technical training. It includes leadership training, you know, computer and math skills training, problem solving skills training. Our industry research found that 87% of bakeries considered a lack of formal skills or job training programs a moderate to severe challenge within their companies. Wow. Yeah, that cannot be overstated how critical that is to equipping employees to feel like they can actually do their job successfully and also then move forward in their career if you've shown them how they can move forward in their career. Right. And grow. Yes. And grow. Yes. Which relates to another sort of best practice that bakery companies are using, and that's establishing that career path mapping for employees. Mm -hmm. And some bakeries have the foresight to do this for their full-time, their part-time, and even temporary employees to show them that they have opportunities to grow with the organization. And as I mentioned, it's important to share these maps and begin that conversation with potential and brand new employees. So use the, use the career path mapping during job interview processes, during onboarding, and include discussions about training options, educational opportunities that the company might offer like tuition reimbursement and long-term advancement goals. I'll say that doing this is even more important with millennials yeah. like yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they prioritize career growth more than generations before them. Mm -hmm. According to a report by Payscale, 72% of millennials say they value opportunities for career advancement compared with 52% for boomers and 64% for Gen Xers. With more time at home and less time on the road, so many of us are using social media to keep in touch and stay connected to our loved ones, coworkers, and the world. And did you know you could stay connected to Baking and Snack on social media too? You can bring the baking industry news into your Facebook feed, Twitter timeline, LinkedIn, and even Instagram. That's where you can find breaking news and have great discussions with fellow professionals. We hope to see you there, where we can discuss this conversation. Let's get back into it. 
so let's stay on on the subject of attracting and retaining millennials because we both know that bakery company leadership is putting some serious thought into how to keep millennials happy and engaged, especially considering that in the first 10 years on the job, millennials tend to switch jobs an average of four times. Right. So even a baking company that can offer a higher than average salary and the promise of interesting work has to devote more resources to retention. Mm -hmm. I read an interesting case study from a company outside of baking named FlexCon. They manufacture sticky stuff, laminated films and adhesives, and their people also stick around. <laughs> um, I think that this best practices example is being used by some companies um, within baking, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with this um, example with FlexCon. Okay. So they developed an immersive 12 to 18 month training program for new hires straight wow. out of college and technical schools. They call them development associates through this time period, and they rotate through every company department. So the training might include six weeks on the production floor where the associate is working in a uniform next to a seasoned production worker, loading machines and understanding the chemistry of what's happening and seeing the product come off at the end of the process. Then they might move on for a week to marketing and communications so they know how the company positions its products in the marketplace. They also spend time in sales and packaging. So giving them exposure and experience mm -hmm. all the way through throughout the, the process of creating those products and getting them out into the marketplace. This kind of best practice has really helped boost retention, uh, in particular with their, their young team members. There's a good quote from a VP of talent for Alcoa, the aluminum manufacturing company, who said, the key to a successful retention plan is to give people the opportunity to move around and try different things in the company. Otherwise, they will find it somewhere else. Oh, definitely. Because if you start at a company and realize, oh, this position I've been hired for is not for me two years down the line, your first instinct is, well, I got to go find it elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But if you already know all the different opportunities that exist within your company, maybe that opportunity exists within your company. Right. But if you didn't know that before, if, you'll just leave. If they don't give you that opportunity to experience these uh, these other options, yeah, mm -hmm. you're, you, you might just walk out the door. Yeah. So another approach to consider is moving millennial workers to front and center more quickly. Don't make them wait and labor in mundane, those behind-the-scenes roles until they're more seasoned. Um, let them use the cool stuff, the cool technology, and work on higher-profile projects. Just because a company has always done things a certain way doesn't mean it has to continue on that path. Mm -hmm. Help get your younger team members more charged up and involved in key initiatives. They have a lot of energy, don't you? I mean, millennials have a lot of energy, <laughs> yes. a lot of ideas. And rather than fighting that, successful bakeries are embracing it and they're looking at ways to leverage it. You just brought up a good point, Charlotte. And it reminds me, there's another example from a mid-sized company that's allowing workers to take their ideas right to upper management. And if they're good, see them fast-tracked. 
As a matter of fact, the groundwork for this was laid by requiring that every new employee during the first few weeks gets a 15-minute meeting with every member of the company's executive management team. Wow. Yeah, it creates that that great bonding experience. And it's also a gesture to say, you're valued here. Mm -hmm. We care about you. And it's also a way to see what kind of future, as you were saying, the new employee might have at the company and plant that seed. Let's say, for example, someone's hired in the warehouse, but through these kinds of meetings, you learn they bring with them experience in sales and they're interested in supply chain. You don't have to lose them. You can discover through a program like this that they, you know, they have that interest. And when the time comes, put them in contact with the appropriate person to open new doors. Uh, so conversations like this can already start team members thinking early about growth opportunities. I think that's so interesting because one of the common critiques of the millennial generation and even Gen Z too is that, oh, they've been told all their lives that they're special, they're special snowflakes. And <laughs> that leads to this idea that the millennial generation is very entitled, mm. the demands for flex time or higher salaries or benefits that they might not have quote unquote earned yet because mm-hmm. they have not spent their time in the trenches. But I think what you're pointing to in this best practice is showing that yes, millennials, we might think that we are special, but maybe in the way of we're special, but in the way that we want to offer it to the company we know that we have good energy, good ideas, and we want to give that to the companies that are employing us. And if the company isn't willing to listen to those ideas and not just like let the 26-year-old just run with it without any guidance, like <laughs> definitely give them a seasoned mentor with experience to help shape and mold that idea. But right, right. But if, if if the company isn't going to give the the younger team member an opportunity to use their good ideas, then they're going to take it elsewhere and leave to go to a company that will show that they value their ideas, their talent, their their energy, their energy, their passion, yeah, their passion. Yeah. I mean, it goes right back to that quote um, that I'll, the VP from Alcoa. You know, you you will find it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that I think is a generational shift is that you find your voices. You have your voice and are willing to take that passion for the company that you're building your career with and use it. You step up and say, I have this great idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I do think that's a generational shift. Whereas in the past, um, workers might not be encouraged to step out and take that chance and say, I have a great idea. I think, you know, younger generations have that voice. Maybe it is that entitlement that they got growing up with their parents and and peers. Uh, And I think that's a great thing, Mm -hmm. you know, as long as the company can harness that and direct it and keep that passion that teammate has, it's a great thing. And then I know another thing that comes up for millennials a lot is wanting to be a part of something greater than themselves. So how can that kind of feed into retention for younger generations of employees? You are absolutely right. And many bakeries during COVID have created or are just stepping up community service initiatives. 
So you're spot on. Of course, you know this. Millennials thrive on learning and growing and have a, having a mission, not just a job. Mm-hmm. And so we also know um, from research that employee, employees that participate in community service activities, they tend to be more engaged and loyal to a company. And so, for example, doing something as simple as donating baked goods to communities in need is so vital right now. And we heard about that from Wyandotte in one of your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting your team involved in whatever ways they can contribute to their communities is very, very important to them. And even if it, right now it's a virtual community service initiative, volunteering gives employees opportunities to develop new skills mm-hmm. and to work on their leadership qualities. Which we've learned is so important when it comes to training your employees to have those great problem-solving skills That's and right. leadership skills. Yeah. So how should bakers be shifting their thinking around hiring and retention? We've already shifted Mm -hmm. the thinking around hiring and retention. Um, I referred to the workforce skills gap earlier as the baking industry's sleeping giant. But again, if anything, this pandemic has brought home in such a vivid way that life is all about people and caring for and supporting one another. I really expect in 2021 and beyond to continue to see fresh, out-of-the-box ways that bakery companies are ensuring that their employees are happy and engaged. I really do. That's awesome. Thanks for, um, I think that's a great um, note to end our conversation on that moment, uh, that note of hope. Thank you so much, Marjorie, for taking the time to be on our little podcast. You know, it's my great pleasure. And let me say congratulations for the work you're doing, um, you and your producer, Anna. I just think it's such a great service that, particularly now while we're dealing with COVID and the pandemic and we all are feeling a little bit isolated. I feel like this podcast really is, is helping keep us all connected. And speaking of staying hopeful, it's, that's, that's what it's really doing too. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much, Marjorie. Thank you for listening to Since Sliced Bread. If you'd like to join the conversation, leave us a voicemail at 816-968-7772. Or you can record a message using the Voice Memo app on your smartphone and email it to podcast at sosland.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Since Sliced Bread on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, and drop us a review. Since Sliced Bread is a baking and snack podcast produced by Anna Weiber and hosted by Charlotte Atchley. Thanks again for listening.